We need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Women, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Woman, Get In Here. Just kidding. Just woman, get in. <laughs> Woman, get in here is what I'm like when you're in the parking lot. I'm like, woman, get in here. Exactly. Or get in the damn car, get in the damn plane, get on my damn motorcycle. Just no. Usually just in. trying to get Join you out the party. of the party. Get you out of the car. Yeah. Get you you out always of the car? hang out in your car. That Okay. So, <laughs> yes, I do. I, I love my car. I worked really hard for my car. And it, she gives me a lot of peace. I get a lot of just decompression in my car. Car's like home base for you. You're like, this is, is where I zen out it is i love my car it's place of no judgment safe there's a lot of love in there i was like miley you coming in yeah <laughs> how long are you gonna be out there girl <laughs> all right yeah see you in a bit uh, but that's not the story for our audience our audience is about getting in joining the party joining the community yes. don't get i mean you can get in my car too if you want but yeah, she's a pretty good driver uh, mm, yeah i get in your car sure. <laughs> a bunch of times I'm not even scared. Really? Yeah. No, not anymore. I don't think I've ever been scared scared. <laughs> but maybe just scared, but not scared scared. No more scared than I am with, I would say, most people driving me. Like, really? I'm just a little distrusting of a lot of oh. people's driving well, abilities. And I'm mostly scared of other people on the road. Yeah. And I just... I I don't uh yeah I don't know Uber drivers I'm rarely scared when I get in their cars oh okay so that's my goal Mr. Boyfriend my... does scare me a little bit sometimes oh, does he <laughs> <laughs> wait does he scare you more than I do or who who scares you more getting in the car with me or getting in the car with Mr. Boyfriend it's even oh oh okay like he doesn't I, I, really scare it. me I'll that much I'll he just it. sometimes does some things that I'm like I would prefer we not do that <laughs> when I'm in the car. <laughs> <laughs> all right then okay, okay. <laughs> i got you I got he you. knows all this so oh, it's not yeah, like no, it's no, gonna it's be okay. news <laughs> oh no 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 it's okay but i'll take i'll take equal thanks okay totally we are going on a road trip this weekend yeah. our first one ever tell me about your road trip together i mean wait you guys you what guys have never have you guys ever traveled together anywhere no okay because it's been what like five months six months five six months not even four. Oh, okay <laughs> I, well right around four yeah i'm very optimistic we'll call Seems this like, our four month trip is okay. that a thing I don't know yeah it's, everything's a thing sure I'm like I don't know what day it okay, is so I've never look. traveled together no okay oh this is gonna be fun he has traveled home and then I have traveled to San Diego last this last week uh, yeah I want to hear about that too yeah well, there's lots fun. lots to talk about today holy moly and this might be goes, the whole episode all goes with our episode <laughs> yeah San Diego was tons of fun uh I was I got a lot of relaxing done I hit some of the breweries that I have Ooh. been to I hit a brewery I had been to I hit a brewery I hadn't been into I got very high scores from Mr. Boyfriend who is a beer connoisseur mm -hmm. on the beers that I brought Ooh. back I did a really good job it's so cool when you get props from your person right like mm -hmm. it's like because especially if they're a connoisseur they're really good at their craft and you're like you want to you want to make mm -hmm. them proud and you want to yeah. do good things you know like you want to do good so like if he brought me a cupcake and I was like eh. yeah okay yeah. got you yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so that was fun I had some of the best french fries what you I, know me and french fries holy I know. shit what Cairoa Brewing mm. 
shout out okay. to Cairoa in San Diego okay, okay. because they have, you're going to love this. It's, it's vegan dish on the menu. Okay. So it is their, I, I assume they're house cut fries because they look fresh cut. You know, Ooh, they're okay. perfectly thick. Like they're not steak fry big, uh-huh. but they're not skinny fries. Because oh, okay. I don't like steak fry bigs. Me neither. Mm. And I don't like scrawny fries because they don't mm. hold any toppings. Right. Okay, got you. Okay. So these are like the perfect medium cut french fry. And oh, did you get a picture? Yes. Oh. Fried, I'll, I'll throw it up. But yes, fried to perfection. Then topped like firm like the not so much of the potato is gone on the inside Uh then they top them with soy marinated mushrooms love mushrooms they're like these cute little whole mushrooms i forget what the um Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get you a picture right now goju chang wasabi aioli wasabi oh my gosh i love aioli i said that Uh. kind of weird and then scallions and furikake flakes which is like a seaweed right yes Holy smokes, they're the most delicious thing I'd ever put in my mouth. Oh. I ate almost the entire plate. Oh, it's I wish I was there. definitely an appetizer for like four people. Oh my goodness. <laughs> or just all for me. 100%. Or it's like a meal. It could yeah, be a yeah, meal yeah. for two. I made it a meal oh. for one. I ate all but like seven fries. It good. was so, so freaking good. Oh, I'm and so I had a couple of beers. Called where, it's where is it called, called, it's Kairoa Brewing. K A I Brewing. Yeah, K A I R O A. Got my eye on you, Kairoa Brewing. <laughs> They're so good. Uh, it's in University Heights, like that little neighborhood of San Diego. And they do a bunch, they brew their own beers and they have really good beer and they, a lot of vegan options as is on the menu. So it's kind of easy to order food if you have a different diet. I think they have. I mean, I'm assuming these are also gluten-free. Oh, yeah. Win for you. Dairy-free, mm-hmm. gluten-free. I'd been there once before when Ben and Brie got engaged, and I just remember they were really good, and I saw these on the menu. I was like, I'm going to have those fries. Yes, please. And they wouldn't have been good if I'd saved them for the next day. So yeah. I was like, bartender, what's a normal amount of fries for one person to eat? <laughs> and he just, like, laughed. He's like, they're so good. I'm like, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so no judgment no I'll, judgment when I'm done I'll put my napkin on the plate but please don't ask me until then <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh how awesome yeah oh. it was a lot of fun yeah. and then uh how's Ben and Brie Ben and Brie are great yes they're pregnant they're pregnant they're pregnant <laughs> she's pregnant he's pregnant he's by association along for the ride uh um, how far along are they She's due the first week of July so wow, soon yeah she's probably 30-ish weeks yeah. Yeah, right around there. And then, so his parents were here from Germany. Ooh. So I got to see them all. So oh. I got to see Ben's mom and dad, and I got to see Ben and Bree. I got to see their new house, Ooh. which was super exciting. I got to see, like, the updates they've been doing on things. I saw what will be the baby's room. I was going to ask you, yeah. Yep, what's getting ready to be the baby's room. I saw Piper, my friend in San Diego, who mm-hmm. sold them the house. Oh. Yeah. yeah, good times. Oh, I just good. I don't and really easy stay. And the, the vegan cheese Oh, class, yeah, and the, the cheese The whole course. reason why you went to San Diego. Yes, yes, yes. A big instigator for me going to San Diego. <laughs> and, stay, and yeah, uh, I got to meet and chat with Chef Tony Howe of the restaurant okay. and got a lot of like tips and tricks and really good starting starter information for vegan cheese making, which oh, okay. like I haven't done a lot of reading or research yeah. on vegan cheese making. I've made a couple cheese sauces, which is way different from making actual fermented and cultured cheeses. So it was really fun to get those tips, get those tricks and just hear and get a list of books, get some starter recipes and then like a good baseline for where to go. So bought a couple cheeses, brought them home. 
I'm going to take them to Tucson this weekend for a road trip. So tell me, so full circle back to, (laughs) so you traveled to San Diego and then now you're traveling to Tucson this coming weekend. Tell me more about first trip with Mr. Boyfriend as well as Tucson trip, but what's happening down there? So San Diego was solo trip, just me, myself and I, road trip there and back, super, super nice just to kind of unplug and have that quiet time on the road. And no baking involved uh, for three or four whole days. This is first trip with Mr. Boyfriend, road trip to Tucson, which you know from Phoenix is two hours. Yeah. If even sometimes. We are going for a beer festival that's happening this weekend. And at the last minute, we decided to add just another day. I'm so excited you did because we talked about adding an extra day. So I'm glad you have. Yeah. So we're going to go. We're going to hike. I got to figure out like. Hike? Yeah. Seven Falls. Ah, Seven Falls. That's one of my favorite hikes down there. Is it a long one? Because I know how you like to be about your (laughs) three-hour hikes. Never mind. I take it back. Uh, How about driving all the way up to Mount Lemmon and just hiking for like half a mile and then back to your car? It might be closed. I looked up some things and some things are closed. Okay. Sabino Canyon. Sabi- I, I did see that on a list. Yeah, Sabino Canyon, there's tons of trails, so you can just okay. hike for half, however long you want to and then turn around and go back. So Sabino, Sabino Canyon. Canyon probably be my next bet. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did see someone suggest on a travel page driving up to Mount Lemon. I looked at some stuff, there's though. A great bop. There's, a great, there's a great pie place. Up on Mount Lemon? Mm-hmm. Oh, but it might not be vegan pie, so Mount never mind. Mount Lemon Pie. Okay. I'm going to look it up, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there might be. If they still exist. I mean, this was also 10, 12 years ago. Who knows? Oh. I'm not up to speed with my Tucson information. Restaurant closures and COVID, you Mm -hmm. never know. But I will look into it. I think. Thank you. If not, drive up for the view. Oh, yeah. It's open. Okay. Or if it's at nighttime, great place for stargazing, and you always will see shooting stars. Hmm. I used to. When I was in college, my friends and I would study in the library until midnight or one o'clock. Then we'd hit up the food trucks and then we'd take <laughs> the food up to Mount Lemon and just hang out, hang out up there and watch for shooting stars. Oh, how so, fun. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We're going to drive down Friday as soon as I can get out of here because I have some cake stuff to finish to deliver Friday morning if I can't deliver Friday night, which I or Thursday night because I also added a pop-up into my schedule on Thursday night. Ooh, ooh, where's the pop-up? TVG Tap Room. And Which that is stands in for? North Scottsdale. The Vanilla Gorilla. Yeah. What's the story behind that? Uh, I don't know. Can you find out and report back next week? <laughs> sure, I'll do my best. <laughs> I'm sure it hints to it on the like on their website or their yeah, I'd like to hear from Insta? you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure. But uh, Shameless Burger, one of the vegan burger joints in town, is back. And they posted that they were going to be popping up there. And I thought, oh, how fun. I wonder if there's any, if they're, they don't usually bring desserts with them. So I was like, oh, I want to go. Good. And then <laughs> like, you reached out? Yeah. Tap rooms and breweries are kind of my thing. And yeah. I love to pop up at those kinds of places, yeah. especially particularly when there's a food vendor there. It's a good balance. Everybody gets something. There's cocktails, there's food, there's dessert. And I love that you're like, hey, this looks cool. Why don't I ask if I can come along? And I love that. So shout out to Mandy for that, but also just an example to encourage everyone out there. If you want to do something, what's the worst thing that can happen if you ask? They say no, but you won't know unless you ask. And so what's the best thing that can happen? You ask and you get a yes, just like Mandy. So exactly. Kudos to you. Thanks. Yeah, it was fun. So it was fun asking, I should say, and I'm really excited to do it. But I have a little cake stuff to finish up Friday, and then we'll head down as soon as we can. And then um, the plan is to maybe hit a winery. Ooh. So if we can do a hike and then clean up at the air by the time we get done hiking, clean up maybe at the Airbnb and then 
try to find one of the wineries that are down there. There's a couple wineries in that south part of the state. And then, uh, you know, rest up, have a good night. And then Saturday morning, some brunch at one of the vegan spots in Mm. Tucson. And like a good solid brunch in our bellies for the beer fest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Saturday night, I have no plans because I have no idea what we'll feel like. And then uh, maybe Sunday morning, another hike. And there's a new vegan deli in Tucson. I think it's called Midtown Vegan Deli. So my hope is to hit that on Sunday, maybe have, you know, I don't know, deli food sandwiches and blah, 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 before we drive back to Phoenix. There's also some cool coffee shops and pastry, like vegan pastries in Tucson. So Mr. Boyfriend likes to wake up early. uh, So maybe uh, he'll wake me up and we'll go get some pastry and coffee. Or he can go get pastries and coffee and bring it back for you. Yeah, that's you. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't mind I also wouldn't mind like we'd like to get maybe another hike in on Sunday and see some more of Tucson before we come back I want I love the saguaro national forest did you know there's a boneyard down there no airplane world war ii airplanes oh yeah 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 Yeah. uh my flight instructor and I flew over did you I have footage I'll show you it's actually pretty awesome I actually want to walk it like on the ground but we flew over it I saw pictures on the internet and I was like this is so cool I can't remember if Miley has talked about this before I have not and um it was on my last flight with my flight instructor Brandon and when we were flying down to Tucson Mm -hmm. and I was working on my instrument with my foggles and uh, (laughs) then we went down to Bisbee and hung out there and then when we were flying back they gave us clearance to fly over the the boneyard and it was awesome I should I should really share some footage of it yeah yeah, it looked super super cool from the photos online not something we'll probably have time to squeeze in but it looked really cool and I was like I just wanted to ask you about it oh thank you for thinking of me and thank you for reminding me I have I have so many like so many (laughs) pictures and video of all the adventures that my flight instructor Brandon and I have been on but I I've been so busy I haven't been able to post anything or share and have I haven't had a lot of time to talk about it either. So thanks for giving me that opportunity and mentioning it. Of course. Uh, memories, memories. I <laughs> Of two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, three, four weeks ago, actually. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. Mm, yeah, flying has been rare these days. <laughs> yeah. Changing instructors again. Changing instructors again. Wait, before we move on to my oh, okay, stuff, okay, okay. Anything, else, uh, anything else new and good in your life? No, um, I mean, I found out my grandma died on my mom's side this week. Oh, it's been a weird I'm year. I'm so sorry, I didn't know. That's okay, thanks. I mean, I haven't had contact with her in a long, long time. But still, it's family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, so you know, just chatting with family. Like, you know, you're just chatting with more family she again. in, in No, Michigan? she's in Florida. Oh, okay, I was going to say, so like double funeral when you go back to Michigan but no I guess not nope just the one just the one okay (laughs) I'm really sorry yeah but I was like wow what a weird year yeah um weird couple years yeah couple cousins and grandma and aunt yeah I know yeah they don't come in threes they come in fours or come in like batches Yeah, yeah so no that's about it I think for me just a couple little trips on the books and yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm glad. Yeah. For me, a uh, new instructor. Yes. Went up in the air with Steven, my new instructor. Cool guy. Uh, yeah. We we went up in the air. First flight together. He spent uh, time before we went up to review maneuvers, and that was really nice. And uh, so we focused on steep turns, power off, and power on stalls, which are three maneuvers that I will 
I will need to demonstrate competency when I do my practical exam. Mm -hmm. And so we've been practicing and there's like rules. Like, you know, when I do a steep turn, it has to go all the way to 45 degrees and I have to maintain at a certain uh, picture or, uh, you know, uh, picture site. And then, uh, and then I have to maintain altitude and maintain speed and then end up at the same heading. And so uh, we're just tightening all, all of those things up and power on, power off stall. So that was really, it was really nice to be back up in the air. And uh, we fly on Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. So really nice weather at 6 a.m. on Sundays. And now that the weather is getting hotter, uh, that is probably the best time. Because last summer, last summer, all of my trainings were 6 a.m., Sundays and Mondays. And so we're back to that schedule, which is good. And I'm a little nervous because it is getting hotter. I'm afraid of when I do take my exam if it's going to be in hot weather and that will really affect my the you know uh, my performance or the engine performance of the plane so because there's no ac in that little plane no but it's just it's and a you small can't just engine. open the window no, it's not even heat for us right oh. it's heat for the engine it's gotcha. engine performance so when the air is hot it's going to be harder for the engine to work and so i'm a little nervous and i'm contemplating pushing my exam all the way out to september october when the weather is cooler <laughs> i don't know if i'm running away or just scared of taking well, the test or just trying to be smart about it or both but that's separate from your Written exam. Or written? My, yeah. my written exam, I am determined to take it before May, the oh, end of May, I okay. mean. So I've been really focused on this past weekend. I spent a few hours studying, and then I have a whole day reserved this coming weekend to study. I just, this week has been really, really busy. A lot is happening at work, and I'm going to Seattle tomorrow. So yeah. you're traveling, I'm traveling. I'm going to Seattle by myself, but I'm meeting up with folks because I'm actually working. A I'm conference? Uh, I'm lecturing oh. um, all day on Thursday for uh, for this organization. It's really awesome. They booked me a year and a half ago, and it's just an honor because they're one of the biggest organizations in in the AGD in America. So I'm just so it's really a big awesome. paycheck. Yeah, that's what I'm so, hearing. <laughs> and it just makes me feel validated. Like I've worked so hard yeah. uh, on just my craft and my presentation skills, and just being able to share my knowledge. And so I'm really excited. A little nervous because it is a bigger stage than 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 normal. So I'm really excited for that. So then I'm gonna study really hard this weekend. Another flight lesson this coming weekend, and uh, yeah, just focus focus on work and flying Uh, the three things you just mentioned studying and the presentations and the flying are all easter eggs for a topic coming up soon that we have on how to be good at anything yes 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 easter egg and uh teaser yeah sneak peek Preview. But this week we're talking about traveling. So that's why we've been babbling on about all the places we've been going. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm super excited that we're traveling because we walk the talk. No, we talk the walk. We. <laughs> <laughs> it's walk the walk. Oh, <laughs> but then we also talk the talk. Yeah. But then can't we combine them? Because we're talking and we're walking the walk of the talk. Yeah, I think the whole saying is like along the lines of if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. Oh, I like that. I think that's you're supposed to say it all. I, <laughs> I was trying to be concise and combine it She's all. like, let's just talk the walk. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> is that a saying? No, no. It is one of my sayings. Rachel will love this. Rachel. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. She'll love it when she hears this. It's oh, one of yeah. Her favorites. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love when I hear you go, um, not the, oh, yeah. I love when I hear Miley in an episode go, I like it. 
I like it. Ooh, I like that. I like it. I like it. When she repeats herself, she goes, I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah. Because uh-huh. it's in our intro and it's something that you say and like I'll hear it in an episode. I'm like, so funny. Aw, <laughs> <Aww>, thanks. <laughs> I'm like, if anyone ever thought this was just like, like there was some something fabricated or were we ever not being authentic? It, <laughs> no. no. It's just like, you'll hear this stuff repeated because yeah. it's part of who we both are. You know, I don't know if we've ever shared with people the story of our intro and how we really just spent 30 minutes just babbling babbling on and then our music producer person kind of just pieced everything together but it was just us goofing around chit-chatting like just like normal yeah we had like a rough idea and he took it and ran with it yeah and we were both kind of like we like this kind of sound I think this is kind of fun and uh some things that we kind of wanted he was like what if we do this what if we do this and I was like can we move things around we like just all these weird little noises that we made (laughs) ended up being in the song. Yeah. But it wasn't like planned. Like it was just us chit chatting. We thought it was going to be more music than (laughs) us. And that came out of it. And it was, it's quite entertaining. I I think it's funny. Mr. Boyfriend thought like certain parts of it were me or were you when they're not. He thought, he thought they were me and they're actually you. And I don't know. It was funny. I was like, no, that's not me. He's like, Oh, Okay. Okay. Oh, how funny. Okay, okay. But a lot of people say we sound familiar. So again, I will say I am Mandy. And I am Miley. And we thank you for being here. Yes. And we look forward to you uh, hearing our episode this week on travel. Well, we focus on travel solo. Yeah. Domestically and internationally. Yeah. Any kind of travel solo, how to pick a place, um, how to be safe, how to pack. tips, tricks, how to pack. I love saying tips and tricks. I don't tips know if you, tricks. like in the last episode, I was like, how many times did I say tips, tips and tricks? tricks. Oh, <laughs> I didn't notice. I'll have to listen and count. Yeah, there's quite Ooh. a few. Uh, but yeah, we give a lot of info on how we travel, some things we picked up along the way that make travel easier, faster, less stressful. So I think it's a great episode, especially if you, whether you have or have not traveled extensively, I think it's fun to listen to how people travel. Yeah. And Mandy gives a lot of suggestions and she gave a suggestion about a door lock and I got one. Oh, did you? Yeah. You Rock on, me sister. To get one. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Boyfriend was really happy I had the door lock thingy when I went on my trip uh, to San Diego because that made him, because I was renting a room in a house. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Like I was just renting, I had my own bathroom and bedroom oh, nice. okay. and I was just renting a, a, it was actually an apartment. One guy lived in this apartment and he rented out his other like yeah. bed and bath. And uh, I mean, it was so cheap and I kind of was booking sort of last minute and hotels are crazy expensive. And I yeah, was like, are. this is worth it. I'll book this. And he was really happy. I had the, Mr. Boyfriend was really happy. I had the little locking thing yes. and my bedroom door had a lock on it. I didn't feel unsafe. I don't even think the guy who owned the place slept there most of the time I was there, but it was cool. Oh, so I'm glad you got one too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So enjoy the episode. We're so happy you're here with us and tell us all about your travel adventures. And if you have anything to add to our episode or you want to comment on anything that we talked about in this episode, please leave it in the comments on Instagram. Yes. Send us your best tips and uh, travel info. Or not good ones either so that other people can learn about them or from them. Yes. Tell us what you've learned. We love that. (laughs) All right. We, We hope you enjoy. Enjoy the episode. So Mandy, do you have any plans for travel this year or maybe the summer or this year? I have some travel plans. Nothing international because I'm slacking on renewing my passport. 
But oh yeah, girl. That's on my list. That should be on your spring cleaning list. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's actually on my list. I might be applying for a new credit card because they'll let me my current Delta Amex card will let me transfer and enroll in a platinum one versus my gold one. And it's like the same fee, but I can get money back on my global entry application. So I might just transfer over to a new credit card and do it all there. I have some plans to go home. I have an aunt that passed away and her funeral is going to be at the end of May. So, and I might turn that into a big long trip home from Michigan and I'm already plotting the ways I can go home for two weeks with a carry-on. Ah, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there is a trip with Mr. Boyfriend this summer. You have a trip planned with Mr. Boyfriend, and I'm just now hearing about <laughs> it. <laughs> well, we have oh a, my goodness! Yeah, so his family, his nephew is graduating high school, and there's a little getaway celebration long weekend in Georgia. Ooh. So the plan is to go there for, I can't remember if it's like maybe four nights. I'm so excited. Yeah. So that's. I talk um, like I'm going on this trip. (laughs) (laughs) That's on the list. I'm considering turning that into a slightly longer trip and going to see Kelly in Georgia on my way. But I have to figure out what her travel plans are. She always has lots of travel plans too. So yeah, just some local stuff so far for summer and then I'll be here for at least one chunk some house sitting dog sitting for the summer mm-hmm. for a month um but then maybe again getting out of town somewhere September ish before the big season picks back up for baking all the holidays all right. weddings mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. events start around the end of September so if I can get a little more travel in then I will Yeah, that's great. I know. You're going to Fiji. I am. So that's my big international trip that's coming up. It just got onto my itinerary like four days ago. Well, I'm super jealous because I've been to Fiji and I love Fiji. (laughs) I've never been. And I'm going to try to figure out a way to get in your suitcase. Yes, please. I would love for you to come with me to Fiji. I'm her personal assistant Uh. (laughs) and I have to go with her. Yes, yes. I can't. She runs my life. I can't uh, function without... Mandy. We need to record the podcast. I have to go. Business expense. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So Fiji is probably going to be the biggest trip, the most soonest biggest trip, because there are some business trips lined up that might be in Paris and might be in Ireland later this year. Yeah. But I'm a little. I don't love Paris, so I'm not as mad about that one. I've never been to Europe. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. I've never been to Europe. So I'd like to make it to Paris and Ireland yeah. if possible, but it depends on just funding, I guess. And Ireland is like top of my list for next international place I want to yeah. go. Okay. Well, maybe you should sneak into my suitcase for that trip too. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. So looking forward to that. They're all business related though. So like Fiji is a humanitarian trip where I'm going to be doing free dentistry for people of Fiji. And, uh, but I get to spend some time snorkeling in the morning and maybe even scuba diving at night. So I Mm -hmm. am definitely going to be investing in some of the stuff that we'll be talking about in today's episode. But uh, Ireland and Paris are also business trips. They're mostly going to be conferences and meetings. I'm hoping to squeeze in some tourist times or maybe I just have to extend my trip a couple days or get there a little early to try to do some tourist stuff. Uh, and Paris is loaded with museums. Oh, good. Cool. I, I'm just excited that I get the opportunity to go to Europe because I've never been. I mean, there's the obvious Eiffel Tower. Yes. A croissant in 
Like oh, you must sit at a cafe. Yes, it's fabulous yes. sitting on the cafes mm-hmm. in Paris because all of the little tables outside the cafes, you all face the street. Like you sit next to each other yeah. and you all face the traffic and the passersby. So you watch the city sort of happen while you enjoy, um, you know, an espresso and some sort of little pastry. Great little bakeries and snobby cheese shops and bread. It's fun. Oh, I can't wait then. I haven't been to Ireland. I have no tips for that, but it's gorgeous and it's green and I want to go because I want to drink Guinness with the locals and then I want to go to Scotland and check that out. My heritage is like English, Irish, and Scottish. There's a lot of my heritage comes from that part of the world, so I just want to go and check it out more yeah yeah oh i hope you will make it there one day i hope you get to do those things one day so at minimum by or at the latest i should say 2023 okay yeah done i will be your accountability buddy yeah if i don't get it done this year um amen like next spring is the goal i really want to go in the spring yeah that's probably a beautiful time for that Uh, fall is doable it's probably Mm -hmm. very pretty but i don't really want to go when it gets too hot so like a late spring when it starts to get warm yeah, here in yeah, Phoenix yeah. would be ideal yeah. for me. And then besides international trips, because not all of our listeners are probably making any international trips, I have a lot of local or domestic trips that I do. Up until maybe just uh, six, seven months ago, I was doing a lot of local trips inside like my state or in the neighboring states of Arizona. But then ever since uh, things kind of opened back up again, I started having a lot more dental conferences. So I was traveling to a lot of other states. Like recently I was in Utah and then Chicago, Illinois, and then we'll be going to Ohio soon. And so a lot of local domestic trips too. And some of these trips I do travel by myself. And so today's episode, we're going to be talking about traveling solo, traveling as a female. And uh, I think this is going to be very beneficial. I agree. I, I mean, I, you know, not everybody has traveled solo as a woman. It travel solo can be intimidating. It can be scary. Yeah, it, it can especially be, going to a foreign country. Yeah. but even going somewhere where everyone speaks English. Yeah, it can be intimidating. Like, what do I do with myself all day long? And my first big trip solo was Italy, and it was one of the most exciting and fun times ever it's really fun just creating your own itinerary for the day doing what you want to do and if you get off track oh well yeah (laughs) it's just me no one else cares eat what I want to eat go where I want to go sit when I want to sit sleep when I want to sleep it's really I don't know it's very freeing it was really really fun and I highly recommend everyone take a trip by themselves you don't necessarily have to go international although it's not that hard I don't speak Italian and I managed to get by for like eight or nine days just fine but if you if you never solo traveled or even traveled with small groups before like you can start small I didn't really travel on my own until maybe about a year and a half ago and that was only because I was with someone and we would go to a lot of places together so then I started to kind of get the hang of traveling with just another person and then 
then I, I took a, a leap and I actually went to Utah by myself and because I really wanted to go to a couple of national parks all by myself and I was determined to do things by myself and, uh, and that's how you learn, but you can take small steps and make it a day trip or make it a two day trip. So you're not too far from home. And if you, you know, start and you get a little nervous, you can turn around. That's always an option as well, mm-hmm. but kind of, you know, think local first. If you want to just try to get your feet wet, it's okay. And then what happens is after you do it a few times, you start to get the hang of things because every single time you do it, you're going to learn something new. You're going to learn, uh, maybe you forgot something or maybe you learn a new trick, but you also get braver after each time you do it. And then hopefully one day you travel internationally like Mandy. I have yet to travel by myself internationally. I've always gone with either a a group of people or with my family. Mm -hmm. So I've yet to do that. I've only traveled domestically in the United States by myself. Yeah, I've traveled domestically by myself, but I've always been going to friends or family. I don't think I've ever traveled anywhere just to hang out by myself domestically. Oh, that's what I do on my national park (laughs) trips. Yeah, I think maybe I've gone like for a few days by myself and had a, like when I went to, when we went to Hawaii, I went a few days by myself ahead of time Mm -hmm. and then you met up with me. So I've done things like that, but I haven't planned like a whole trip domestically end to end by myself. The Italy trip wasn't supposed to be solo, but the person I was going with decided not to go at the last minute. And I was like, I'm not gonna, she was like, I'll even, she was even offered to pay back everything that we couldn't get back on the trip. But I was like, I would regret it so much if I didn't go. I'd always wonder what if and be kind of bitchy and resentful about it. So I was like, I'm just going to go. I was like, you can have fun not getting any of your money back, but I'm going. I want the experience. I deserve this. I'm doing it. I know. I was a little bummed because I wanted to go with you, but I couldn't rearrange my schedule (laughs) in time. So (laughs) I'm so proud that you did it on, on your own and you didn't let that keep you or prevent you from doing something that you really wanted to do. Absolutely. Capable of doing it. And, and so, yeah. Yeah. Go take the trip, do the thing. And now we'll talk about ways to do it safely. Yeah. And uh, offer some packing tips to those of you who might want them or need them and aren't maybe uh, super seasoned travelers and are prone to overpacking. Yep. That was a big problem of mine. (laughs) Sometimes it still is or can be a problem of mine, but you learn, like I said, with every trip under your belt, you learn more and more. And I think also you start to become a little less rigid with what you absolutely need mm-hmm. versus what is most comfortable or what is most light or what works in multiple situations. And so you learn a lot I about agree. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Every trip you take, you will learn a little bit more about what you need, what you didn't need. What's really important, like you said, uh, for me personally, I like to pack light because I don't like to wait unchecked baggage. Keep in mind, internationally, even the bags that fit uh, in overhead bins here in the States may not fit in them on international carriers. Oh, uh, I had to check a small bag once that I thought I was fine to carry on with. I think it was Air Italia. Uh, on that Italy trip, uh, they were like, nope, sorry. It's like like oh. 21 inches the rule here, and it's 19 or something on their planes. Oh, like, it just wouldn't fit. They're like, oh, your bag's not going to fit in the overhead. I'm like, what? Of course it is. They're like, Bummer. no, it's not. So part of uh, my recommendations for solo traveling and packing is to check the requirements by the airline that you're flying on make sure you're fully aware of them if you're planning on carrying on that you have a bag that actually fits 
there are lots of resources online also if you are into things like backpacks yeah. and you want to bring like a backpack that actually holds a lot of stuff it'll it'll go under the seat in front of you or overhead so check those requirements depending on the airline you're flying they might be different than great tip. domestic mm-hmm. i tend to i mean for all of my international travel i'm still so uh new to it that I would rather just take advantage of the checked bag and check a bigger bag and make sure I have everything I need. Yeah, even uh, so even when I'm I just don't like waiting on a bag. That makes sense. And I also don't like so traveling in Europe, a lot of streets are cobblestone. Oh, right. And you don't want to be roads aren't rolling. always paved. Yes. Also in Europe, there aren't elevators everywhere you go. Mm. So you might be on a third floor walk up. Third floor is actually the fourth floor um, because the ground floor isn't one. The first floor up is one. The second floor up is two. So like what we would consider ground floor is the first floor. Ground floor is just ground floor. Huh. The second floor is actually one. The huh. third floor is two. So they don't know how to count. Yeah. Just <laughs> so they just number things a little differently over there. So you learn that you don't want to be hauling a big ass heavy sense. suitcase. Mm. And the stairways are really small. They're really narrow. It's really hard to get a big bag up and down some of these stairways and stairwells. And like if there's no elevator and it's me all by myself, I'm not trying to struggle with a big ass bag. Plus, I probably had a little duffel bag to carry on the plane with me for things to do on the plane. And I always take like an emergency little set of something with me on the plane just in case my big bag gets lost. That's also a tip of mine. Like, yeah, maybe you just want to have many friends who have suggested that because they literally yeah. have lost their luggage. And so yeah. always bring like an extra set of clothes, extra, yeah. extra set of underwear with you. Yep. Something to change into, whether it's just leggings and an extra shirt, makeup, and your medications. I always keep that stuff with me on the plane. Good point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't like lugging around heavy suitcases. Like I've done that before. And when I'm traveling alone, if there's no dude with me to carry, help me carry my stuff, then I would just rather make sure I can fit it all into a bag that I can manage. Even if that one bag turns out to be like 32 pounds, that's not that heavy. And it's less bulky it's easier for me to maneuver on cobblestone streets and tiny little stairways on and off of trains in and out of planes etc cetera, etc cetera. good point good point yeah subways all that kind of stuff uh, and then before we dive deep into the packing let's start with like planning your trip like yes. let's say we want to plan a solo trip what are some of the first things that we want to be mindful of like picking the destination any tips on picking a destination? My tips, I mean, obviously you're going to pick somewhere you want, want to, to go, go mm-hmm. but make sure it's somewhere you can travel safely to yes. alone. So um, do research. Yes. Take a look. And I mean, there's a lot of information out there that kind of tells you uh, which cities or, or destinations are safe to travel to and which are not safe to travel to. to uh, parts of Once you pick a city or a country or a state, let's say, you also want to be mindful of like areas of that city that might be more safe than other areas. Yeah, the that last you want to pick your <laughs> location. The last thing you want to do is yeah. accidentally wander down like a skid row. Yeah. I mean, I remember this one time I was going to a conference in San Francisco and I was really limited on money, so I I, I don't know what I did, but I used uh, one of those sites that allows you to pick a, a hotel for like really affordable prices, but I didn't really do a good enough research <laughs> on uh, where that hotel was actually located. And it was not a very safe hotel when I finally got there. And so 
um, I don't think I slept the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's scary. <laughs> so just, like, I learned my lesson after that. Like, don't be cheap about certain things, like, where you sleep. <laughs> yeah, the, probably me, when I've chosen a place, lodging is the place, lodging is where I spend the most time researching because I want to either, if I'm renting a car, I want to be sure I have somewhere to park my car, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whether it's street parking, garage parking, like, private parking on the residence um if i'm booking an airbnb if i'm booking a hotel is the property is the parking on the property is it far because places like san francisco we were just talking about not every property that you will stay at will have on-site parking right hotels don't all have on-site parking they might be they might utilize a garage or a parking lot a block or two away for 20 bucks a day it's important to know those things so i i spend a lot of time researching my Desk, like my um, my sleeping situation, yeah. my accommodations, most, more than probably anything else. Yeah, that's a really good point. I also like to be, if I'm not going to be renting a car, if this is a walking vacation for me, I want to stay somewhere where I can walk to the attractions and the things I want to do, or at least Uber minimally. Yes, for sure. Um, if I'm not going to be renting a car, because sometimes it doesn't make sense to rent a car. You're going to spend right. 60 bucks a day on a car rental, plus 25 bucks a day parking, plus maybe you have to pay for parking when you drive around yep. the city and or fuel. where you're going, plus gas. Yeah. So renting a car isn't always uh, the way to go, but if you're not going to rent a car, stay close to the things you want to do. Great point. Great point. And then on top of just researching the place that you're going to be staying at, because you also want to make sure that it's safe for all of your valuables and all of your uh, your your stuff that you bring with you. But you want to research the the destination and like with cultural norms yes. and uh, and the weather. And uh, a, a lot of times I will look at I'll read through blogs of people who've been there before to get an idea of just their experience there. That gives me some insight into what to expect going there. Uh, and so I, 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 I read blogs or I will ask questions of other people who've gone there before. Along those lines, I had noted, beware of local customs, be aware of general laws, things mm-hmm. that other people have encountered, like you said, and clothing requirements because certain countries have clothing requirements for women. So if you're in Israel, if you're anywhere in the Middle East, you may need to be covered a certain way is certain countries in Asia, you know, shoulders, legs, arms, hands, face coverings, be just be aware of that stuff. So you don't land yourself in any trouble with local authorities. Cause the last thing you really want to do is end up with a ticket, a citation, or even worse serving jail time and not know how to get out of that situation. For sure. Ooh. Um, that being said, if you're traveling international, I, I haven't done this before, but you can register with the embassy. There's a smart traveler enrollment program with the U.S. Department of State, which uh, lets the embassy, like the U.S. embassy kind of know where you're going and the local embassy of where you're going know you're going to be there. It can provide some extra security in the event of some natural disaster, terrorist event. They can help you with evacuation. So it's nice to be, that's a great tip. I really like think I would utilize that one moving forward is registering with the embassy if you are traveling international. I think that's going to be one of the most valuable tips in this because I think both of us weren't really aware of that and or have used it before. Yeah. I think I'll definitely be using it next time I travel internationally. Yeah. I've had the luck of traveling internationally with people who are from the countries that I've gone to. Not every time, but so I think I've probably just felt a little more safe a lot of times with that. But in 
individual travel, even if I was traveling with a partner or a girlfriend, I think it's a great idea to register with the embassy and let them know you're coming and, you know, when you're going to be there that way. I just think in today's day, you can't be too safe with certain things like that. I mean, human trafficking is real. Assault is real. Theft is real. And keeping, I don't know, just adding that extra layer of protection for yourself is a good idea. All of that is real. Don't let it keep you from living life or traveling or exploring the world and being adventurous. You just want to be adventurous smartly. Is that a word? (laughs) Be smart about your travel. Be smart about your adventures. Be smart about exploring the world. Don't let it keep you from from exploring the world. Yeah, and just be, these things are real and they happen. It's not everyone's experience. It's a very rare circumstance. But, you know, along those lines, I also had noted, be cautious about how much you drink yep. and who you tell what to when you're out yeah. traveling, if you're by yourself, like your accommodations, what room you're yeah. in, how long you're going to be there. One of the blogs that I read was saying, you know, don't ever tell somebody that you are alone. Always kind of fake it and say that, oh, someone's waiting for you or you're going to meet somebody or you have plans with friends and stuff. So don't tell everyone or anyone that you meet or a stranger that you're there by yourself. Right. I, I always love telling people like, oh, I'm on my way to meet someone or, oh, I'm just grabbing a drink and then going to meet friends for dinner. Yeah. Or, I'm on my own right now, you know, just for this meal. And then I'm heading back to the hotel or, oh, my person is sleeping or my friend was sleeping. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can say lots of things without being weird and Mm -hmm. making sure that you don't divulge because you never know who you're talking to. Right. And on that same note, I always like to talk a little bit about social media too. Mm -hmm. It's actually probably one of the reasons why if anyone follows me on social media, I am definitely a hashtag latergram. (laughs) Everything I post is always after the fact and it's very rare that I do in real time posting because I, I do have that fear of people knowing where I'm at, you know, or like, you know, so I always wait till I'm not in the same location as like what I'm going to post about so that they can't find me. Or the other thing is they know that I'm not home and they might go to my home and do something to my home. <laughs> and so I, I rarely post about like where I'm at in the moment. So what just if, be mindful. What if that backfires on you and people are like, I saw her story. She's in Utah. Let's go to her house. But you're actually chilling on the couch. <laughs> Oh my, you're right. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Now I'm now I'm paranoid. I got a big dog. <laughs> yeah, be cautious about how much you put online. I mean, that's smart in general. I think I'm also very similar about like being careful about announcing even plans on Facebook like I guess what my house is going to be sitting wide open for yeah, the next 10 exactly. days. <laughs> right? So I'd rather just come back and be like I yeah. just came back from Hawaii, you know what I mean? And let people find out that way. After the fact. Later, Graham, like I said. Yeah. And, you know, what What information is public on your social media and what's private? Be cautious about how much you put out there if your pages are public. In the vein of accommodations and protecting your documents. Mm, very, very important because especially if you're traveling internationally, yes, you want to be very careful not to get pickpocketed and lose your documents. And so while you might think that it's so very, very important to bring your passport with you at all times, it might be best to take copies with you, whether it's yeah. a picture of it on your phone and or hard copies. I usually will have multiple backups on my phone as well as like multiple copies of like hard copies with me just in case my phone dies or somebody steals my phone or I lose my phone I have hard copies drop it in the water Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh yeah drop it in the lava (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, so I that, think a paper copy and a photocopy on your phone, like a digital copy somewhere in my email is preferred. Yeah. And I usually will share all that important documents with like a good friend too. So yeah. if I do like worst case scenario, have no hard copy, no digital copy. If I can reach anybody in the States, they can help send it. Um, I also will consider, depending on, uh, giving access or passwords to certain things or certain accounts if I do get kidnapped. My brother has all of my passwords, so he can access it or maybe be able to kind of figure out if I do get kidnapped or whatnot, try to figure out where I last logged into something. Oh, he could figure out your ransom. I thought that's what you were going to say. (laughs) Well, he's like, we'll give you 500 bucks. But that's it, because that's all she has in her revenue account. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, keep uh, copies of things on you. Don't keep your actual passport on you if you're just out being a tourist for the day. I've seen people get pickpocketed in Italy on trains, and it's 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 pretty devastating. I mean, they find out a few minutes later that they've actually been pickpocketed, and like I don't know if this is a derogatory term, so pardon me, but gypsies on the trains oh, in Italy yeah. will walk past you, and they can thieves they'll just unzip your cargo pant pockets and take money and they'll just they'll bump into you they'll take anything out of any of your pockets I kept everything in a crossbody purse like strapped to me and I usually had the purse underneath a jacket so I always kept everything really close to me money all those things that way it was pretty difficult for someone to bump into me and get anything away from me credit cards cash be mindful of how much you carry with you lock the rest in a safe if it's available to you wherever you're staying. I recently got a portable door lock. And yeah, I saw that on your list. That's interesting. I am part of this Girls Love Travel group on Facebook. Ooh. So, and occasionally you get lots of posts about like, hey, is there anything in particular you ladies take with you when you travel solo just to heighten security, et cetera, et cetera. And this portable door lock was one of the things. And I Googled it. It's on Amazon. There's a bunch of versions of them. They're all about 10 bucks. They just kind of fit into the door jam over where the lock goes. You close the door and then you just kind of flip it. And it makes it so that no one can open the door, even if they, so like, you know, hotels and things are digital even if somebody gets a digital key to your room, yeah. they can't come in from the outside. So this is something you use like at the end of the night when you're going to bed. Yeah. You can't use this if you're out and about during right. the day. But when you're in there sleeping and vulnerable or showering, people can't come into the hotel room and try to do anything malicious or harmful to you while you're sleeping. I just, it's it was like 10 bucks. And I was like, yes, I, love I, it. I, I need one of these. I'm going to get one of those. Also great because I've stayed at Airbnbs before that were just private rooms in houses. Oh, and yeah. not always do people have locks on their bedroom doors. Mm, okay. So I was like, oh, this is something I definitely need. And I love I it. I love it. Can now lock myself into a room great idea thank you yes i'm so excited to buy my my portable door lock yeah it's the best 10 bucks you'll ever spend mm-hmm. especially in foreign countries i just think anywhere anywhere you're traveling alone even if you're traveling with somebody have we all been in a hotel at some point when someone tried to get in our room oh, and you're yeah. like yeah. was that a just a drunken mistake or like room service just walks in or housekeep housekeeping i mean like no thank you <sighs> stay yeah. out I'll let you know when I'm ready for service. Is there anything else that we might want to do before we... Before you leave? Yeah. Tell your bank where you're going if you're mm-hmm. going internationally. Even locally, it's nice to tell your credit cards where you're going. It is, because sometimes they'll block you because they're like, uh, we have it. Uh, we have down that you live in Arizona. Yeah, like, what, what are you doing in St. Louis? Exactly. What are you doing so, in Austin? Yeah, so <laughs> it's kind of important to let your bank know 
Um, Tell a fa- family or friend your itinerary, your itinerary so somebody knows where you're going in case something happens to you, like you said earlier. I like to share my location, um, my phone, oh. uh, so my either a girlfriend or my brother can always see where my phone is. Nice. I've not done that before. I don't. I assume Android has something like that. I just don't do it. I always feel safe when somebody knows where I'm at. I pretty much just tell my mom or my sister. Like, usually if I'm on the road to San Diego, I call them when I'm on my way. And I'm like, I'm on the road to San Diego. And they're like, oh, cool. (laughs) So people know where I'm going. And, like, there's usually enough people around who know where I am handy or heading to. The only other thing I put about getting where you're going is, and maybe this is on to the next part of once you get to where you're going, but it's having situational awareness. And you also had added this part about having some self-defense Yeah, just situational awareness. I mean, I love this phrase because it's from my piloting lessons too. We talk (laughs) a lot about situational awareness. But when it comes to traveling, uh, you want to minimize the distractions that you have. So, of course, many of us might not be familiar with the place that we're traveling to. So we might be looking on our phones for uh, a map or whatnot. But one of the things I learned in piloting is because I'm constantly looking at the map while I'm flying to make sure there's no other traffic mm. or other airplanes that might be in my line of travel as well or my flight travel or that I might um, have a, a collision in the air with. And so one of the things that my instructor always stresses to me is doing one thing at a time and then looking up. If I need to look at my phone for the map or something, I look for, look on my phone for maybe like two seconds and then I look back up. So I'm constantly scanning my environment, looking for any signs of uh people that might be carefully watching me from a distance or just strange things that are happening. And so trying to minimize your distractions with your phone, uh, try to minimize listening to like your ear pods. And so maybe just listening to one, if you really have to listen to something, or if you're on your phone talking to somebody, if you're in public, be careful about getting, getting distracted while you're in public. And so with your, your ear pods or your phone, um, and then, a part of the whole situational awareness is uh, self-defense. So this is something recent that I've been thinking about, and I really want to take a couple self-defense classes uh, just because I think it's just important for all of us. Whether you travel or not, I think though some of those real dangers that Mandy had talked about a few minutes ago, it can happen anywhere, not just when you're traveling. It could happen when you're going from your your place of work to the parking lot, to your car. And so I think taking a self-defense class would be very, very helpful just in general in life. Yeah, I actually know someone locally here in Phoenix who teaches it, Ooh. and I've been wanting to reach out to them. So this is a good Let's reminder do a to me, together. yeah, to like at least have them on the pod and kind of go over some basics for women. I like it. I like it. Uh, the other thing that. Um, I wanted to say about decreasing your distractions was also using all of your sensories too. So not just looking around, but um, listening to what's happening around you as well. Uh, And then uh, being mindful of like when you're walking down the street, just be cautious. Yes, exactly. I don't pay for data plans usually when I travel internationally. Like I'll pay to have that. It's like 10 bucks a day with Verizon or something, which I think is a total ripoff, but (laughs) it at least allows me some data connection when I need it. But I try to be pretty planned when I head out in my days when I'm somewhere kind of new. Like I try to kind of know maybe the night before what I'm up to tomorrow. What's my rough idea? Where I'm going? Am I driving? Am I taking public transportation? Am I doing Ubers? Am I walking? 
kind of have an idea of where I'm going, a, a, a good idea of the map and like my space, so to speak, in my head so that I'm not having to stare at my phone and look at directions the whole time I go anywhere. I mean, those things might happen, but maybe I'll sit and wait when I get to my next location, then I'll sit and study the map for the next place I want to go instead of wandering around looking like a tourist lost as fuck on the streets of wherever I am. The other thing you had mentioned, uh, like transportation. So a couple things I did want to mention when you are, you know, transporting from one place to another. Is that the right terminology? What are you transporting? (laughs) Me, myself, (laughs) Uh, when I'm moving from place to place, I guess, and maybe that's a better terminology. But uh, a blog I was reading said uh, to use Uber or ride share because those apps allow you if you do have data it allows you to share your location with your friends as well so they can see that you're on the uber uh, route or whatnot whereas if you use taxis you can't always be able to um, share your location with anyone so um, sometimes considering the use of ride share if you're going to use public transportation uh, as females you might want to sit next to a female be mindful of who you sit next to in that regard look for ways to connect with other women there are female only dormitories or female only hostels if you choose to um, choose to say at some of those locations yeah uh, try to make friends with other you know female groups and so uh, and so that those are some tips about when you're uh, actually like moving and and going place from place to place yeah, those are great tips. I, yeah, I th- I would rather just sit next to nobody probably most of the time. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I'm just, I feel like I'm just as likely to be uh, swindled or scammed perhaps by a woman than a man. So I, on that note, I would say trust your gut. Look at the person you're sitting next to. Take into account everything about them. Like, do they look like a person who belongs where you are? Do they look overdressed underdressed do they have like appropriate gear with them like are they also carrying if you're at a restaurant do they have a purse like do they do they just fit the vibe of the place you are and follow your instinct and your gut if it's telling you to get away from somebody I like sitting by at the bar when I go out to Mm, eat by myself I do like to sit at a bar interesting okay Cause it's easy to get a seat for one, yeah, at a bar, and I can usually keep my purse like right in front of me and on me. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, it's sometimes not as easy to get a table, depending on the city and the place you are, and how busy the time of day, all that fun stuff. But sometimes it's easier to sit at the bar and just kind of get small local service, and it's easier to chat with the, the bartender a lot of yeah. times than it is a server who's running around doing a bunch of tables, sense. and bartenders are right in front of you the whole time. So, uh, another point is. Uh, as if you are a female and you are solo traveling, uh, being mindful of like what time of day you're traveling to as well. So yeah. I hate to bring this up like this way, but traveling at night is going to be a little bit more dangerous than traveling during the day. And so be mindful, like Mandy said, plan out your day, um, make sure that you get back to a safe place by like sunset or close to sunset. Or if you're going to go out at night, be very like be much more cognizant of the, the environment that you're in. Um, try to make, fr- you know, like try to make friends and go out with a group of people at nighttime. Yeah, I did that in Florence. I did a wine tour during the day one day into Tuscany and made friends with the group that was all on the tour. And like about four of us went out and did dinner and drinks that night. So that was a fun way to get out and about in the city where as 
I think the night before when I was on my own, I went to this market that's really close by, like a block away, super, super close. And it's kind of an indoor market with all these restaurants and shops and things in it. And so I felt really safe wandering that small distance, but I probably wouldn't have wandered, you know, a mile away from my hotel by myself at dark. Um, Florence, not such a scary city. Like it's pretty well lit. It's well-traveled. There's lots of people around. You can stick to the main walkways um, and feel pretty safe. But again, that just takes some research, knowing where you're going, suss out the situation during the day, see what it's like, and then make the call that's right for you. I like it. Let's talk about packing. Love talking about packing. Yeah? Oh, good. What What are some of your tips? I start with a list. Okay. Yes. So depending on where I'm going the and the weather for that time and how long I'm going to be there. Uh, I start a list. I try to bring pieces that are multi-purpose. Mm-hmm. I will bring usually no more than three pairs of shoes, including the one I'm going to wear on the plane. Uh, and I try to make all of my outfits match my shoes. So figure out what time of year and what the weather is and pick my shoes first. That's and then point. and then I build everything else around there. Like I can usually pick a couple of casual either dresses, jeans, shorts, whatever it is. And then I just build all my tops and everything to match that. I'll bring one purse that matches everything or that you know, I know I can carry all of my essentials in. Like I mentioned earlier, a crossbody purse. I just, I try to coordinate all of my outfits to make sure I have something to wear, whether it's kind of super casual, you know, bring a bathing suit. I just make sure I, I write a list because I've gotten places and forgotten stupid things like a bathing suit or pajamas Yeah. or, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot socks, you know? Yeah. Put everything on your list. Jewelry, any chargers you need to bring, any devices you're going to bring, just put them on the list. It also makes it easier for packing, especially if you go somewhere and you move a couple of times or if you're kind of traveling a couple of cities or if you're somewhere for any length of time, you tend to get scattered throughout the room you're staying in. So it's nice to have a list of things that you brought with you so that you make sure you bring them all back home. I like it. I become minimalistic when I travel. Like I don't, (laughs) wear any jewelry when I travel. Oh, I do. Yeah. So that's my thing. I, I, I cut out the jewelry. Uh, I cut things down. But like to jewelry like, doesn't take up any room yeah. for me. So yeah, that may, I mean, but you know, or like for me, I make sure that all of my tops and my pants can match so that I can wear in any combination. Yeah. And really it's like one pair of jeans, like one pair of like one of each thing that I can mix and match. Yes. Um, oftentimes. And, uh, and it, like I said, I also do the same. I have a pair of tennis shoes, and usually that's what I wear on the plane because it's the bulkiest. Yep. And then I have a pair of flats and a pair of sandals. I only bring heels if I am doing a presentation or, like, it's a business meeting and I need to wear, like, some business heels. But yeah. I rarely bring heels with me when I travel. Uh, I can't remember the last time I traveled with heels. Yeah. It had to be, like, a wedding probably sure. 10 yeah, years that's ago. What I mean. So, like, it has to be, like, for a specific reason that I need to wear those heels for. Yeah. But I try to cut out any heels. Uh, but yeah, I tend to be a lot more minimalistic when I am traveling, which I wish I could be minimalistic my whole, uh, my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If it's cool weather where I'm going and I'm going to bring boots, calf, Mm -hmm, mm mid-calf or high-calf boots, I will wear them on the plane. Plus they keep me warm when I'm on the plane. So I'll wear those big bulky things so that I have more room in my bag for other stuff. I also will only pack as a general rule, travel size toiletries. Yes. If I can't get it in a travel size, I probably just won't bring it. 
Yeah, or buy a travel size container and transfer some of the stuff from the big size to the travel yes, size. Because you can buy little yeah. tiny things for shampoos and body soaps and all this stuff. And you can bring a bar of soap that's not liquid. There might be some of my face stuff that I'll just do without for a couple of days. I'll bring as much as I can. Or what you do is go to those uh, those stores in person and oh, ask yeah. for like a sample size. So oh. I do that a lot yeah. because they give out sample sizes when you're trying to find like a foundation or when you're trying to try a new, when, you know, when you're trying a new moisturizer, they'll just put a little bit in a little sample size. And then I save all of that that for when I travel. <laughs> I love it. You're so thrifty. <laughs> uh, so that's what, yeah, that's, that's how I get around the, the makeup stuff. And uh, I don't know when I, I don't know about you, but oftentimes I buy a lot of my makeup from like Lancome and I wait until they have that say like the, the little like gift when you purchase something. And a lot of the gifts are always travel size eyeshadows and travel size things. And I'll just use those as my travel size stuff. So yeah. Um, I'm pretty minimalistic with makeup. Yeah. It all fits in one little thing. If I can't fit it all in there, I'm like, get rid of some of the it. The thing that I cannot be minimalistic about is my curling iron. I can, you know, when I really want my hair to be curled, I, that that curling iron takes up a big chunk of my suitcase. I all I almost if I'm going any length of time where I'm going to wash my hair, I have to bring my round brush. Ah, oh, yeah. And I verify that they have a hair dryer. Wherever yeah. I'm mm-hmm. going, I'm like, please don't make me have to bring a hair dryer because I am not one of those people whose hair dries like a normal person's hair. Like it dries big and frizzy and scary and wavy and all over the place. And it cannot be tamed to look normal if it air dries. Yeah. Like it's wild. So I need to verify there's a hair dryer. I bring my big round brush and then I either bring a flat iron or a curling iron. If I know, like if I'm traveling with you and you're bringing a curling iron, like I'll bring a flat iron. Oh yeah, yeah. That's smart. If mm-hmm. I'm traveling with my sister who always brings a flat iron, I'll bring my curling iron. That's so not, Yeah. So yeah, if you travel not by yourself and with other people, co- coordinate with your friends. And I've learned how to curl my hair with a flat iron, which yeah. is a handy tip. So, you know, you, I can get away with one if I need to. I like it. I like it. But it can't rescue my hair from no hair dryer. So <laughs> that is a must. I do see on your list that you have like first aid products, which is really, really important. Oh, yeah. That to was have. in my like toiletry stuff. Um, and you can I do like little travel size kits. I have a little yes. kit that just has like a bunch of Band-Aids, small little packets of Neosporin. Yes. Uh, and Like uh, I can't tell you how many times I've had to buy Band-Aids traveling. Because a shoe will rub me yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. Like you you just walk more when you're traveling than when you're home in certain shoes. And they might never have bothered you before. But lo and behold, on that trip, you will suddenly get a blister or it will rub your heel. Something like bring some Band-Aids, bring some Neosporin, bring some little cotton rounds. Just bring a few basic things. I always travel with a nail file. I bring nail clippers with me just in case. Yes. Holy heck, I can't stand having like a snagged nail and mm-hmm. no nail file. Like bring just a few little basic that will be more comfortable if you need them. So you don't have to go find a Target or a drugstore and pay triple the price. I saw in here that you have packing cubes. Oh, yeah. So I've never used packing cubes. I'm very intrigued by them, and I know a lot of people who do. I've used packing bags. So when you say cubes, I don't know if they're really like cubes, but the bags that I've used are like Ziploc bags. Yeah. And then you, what happens is you... You roll up your clothes and you put them in the bag. And then what happens is uh, there's a one-way valve that when you close everything up, you apply pressure. That one-way valve excretes, I guess, like uh, excretes all of the air out of that bag. And it ends up being like it was just... um, Like vacuum-packed. Yeah, vacuum-packed and whatnot. Yes. Uh, And I used some of those before. And then I just realized that I could just use gallon-sized Ziploc bags instead. Because those packing bags cost like $20 a bag. Well, if you have them, why not use them? Well... 
they I lost them in one of my moves from oh. one house to another. But uh, so I don't you I don't have them anymore. And now I just use Ziploc bags, like gallon mm. size Ziploc bags, and it works the same. Does it uh, really okay. well? And so and, you know, I so, imagine just Ziplocs break down over time. They like do. The seams on yeah. them. Yeah. The the, the the twenty dollar packing cubes or packing bags. They're made yeah. of really nice plastic. Yeah. And the zipper is much more like firm and sturdier. Yeah. But um, I'm cheap. For now. <laughs> and I don't, you know, I haven't been traveling as much that that would need because I've also been so minimal yeah. that I don't need that extra space. Yeah. So those packing bags allow you to pack more stuff. Yes. I just don't have that much stuff to pack anymore. So I don't necessarily need them as much. Yeah. They're probably something I'll put on like my Christmas list or birthday yeah. list because I would like to have them because I'm just fancy like that. So <laughs> I, I do know. Yeah, I do like the idea of them. Also, things like to put your shoes in, you can take the shower caps from hotels, those disposable shower caps, put your shoes in those. I've done that so many times. That's such a neat trick. Thank you. Keeps the dirt off of things. You don't need a shoe bag. You don't need special fancy bags that are kind of bulky. Like, use that disposable shower cap. You know, another thing is, you know, we were just talking about packing bags is... In hiking and camping, there is a lot of clothing that is made like that's um, waterproof or, you know, it keeps you cool but looks stylish. And so I've invested in a lot of different clothing that looks really nice that you can wear during the day, but it also either keeps you cool and or um, warm as well. And it's thin. It's thin fabric, too. And so investing it in, in clothing don't be cheap about the clothing that you buy. There's some really travel. cool pieces now, like you're describing, like jackets that mm-hmm. look very yeah. lightweight and yeah. you can wear them anywhere out and about, but they'll keep you dry. They'll keep the wind from you. There's And they're really lightweight, ma- like material. material. I have a really nice like windbreaker that actually also has a uh, like down in it. Yeah. And I can squeeze it all the way down into oh. like a small. Did like, you take this to Alaska? Large- uh, no. I feel like I, there was a bunch of people that brought yeah, those did. to Alaska. I did not. I just got this one recently off of Amazon, maybe two years ago. And it okay. was only, it was 60 bucks, but it rolls down into like a small little, I don't like, like just bigger like, than a deck of cards. Exactly. Like a, yeah. yeah. And so it's so nice and it keeps me so warm. Yeah. I've seen those and those are really neat. This also a good thing. Consider hitting secondhand websites mm-hmm. if you need to invest in some of this stuff, because over COVID, a lot of people thought they'd become outdoorsy and they'd be hikers and they'd be campers and they'd be doing all these things. And guess what? They hate it. So you can find a lot of this stuff secondhand that's really gently used. Yeah. So consider that if you want to invest in some of these pieces along with uh packing clothes wise pat you know mandy had mentioned packing like your chargers and your all, all your electronics i also would like to invest in like a gopro for underwater adventures oh. um, but i also have a, a waterproof phone case that i oh, bring yeah. with me i brought it with me to hawaii but i never really ended up using it we took it but, to the beach i think one oh, day yeah, like one day oh yeah and then i got sand in it and then <laughs> Just, it was a mess. I was a mess. But, I wasn't going to tell people that. Uh, <laughs> but you can invest in, I, I had the waterproof uh, phone case when I went to Vietnam and I used it properly there. But 
that might be something that you might want to invest in. Uh, there, they do make all. They also make like travel pillows that also like oh, yeah. roll down into something smaller as well for you, especially if you're going to go international. You're going to be on some long flights, so they also make like travel size blankets that also roll down into oh. like um, a, a baseball size. You know, so that helps cool. too. Uh, there's a lot of great gadgets and great things. That a lot you can, of times on long flights, if I want a blanket, what I end up packing is a a shawl or a heavier mm. scarf yeah. because then it can function for me when I get there and I can wear it as a fashion like item, it. but it can also like some of them they have, have a little bit of they're they're a little thicker, a little more sturdy and they'll actually keep me warm on a plane. Oh, I like that. I like So that. you can consider idea. using like a, a shawl or a scarf or some sort of wrap as a blanket on the plane too. Cause yeah, they're not giving out a lot of Blankets no, on not, planes not, anymore. Yeah. And I do have this small little memory foam pillow that Ooh. I just love. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll often bring my own pillowcase because... Oh, that's a good point. I'm fancy. <laughs> or hygienic. <laughs> that too. And on the planes. And then when you get where you're going, you can rinse stuff and wash things in your hotel mm, tub mm-hmm. or bathroom yeah. sink. You don't yeah. need laundry soap. There's always liquid soap there. Give it a rinse if you really want to rinse yeah. it. Or just hose it off in the shower and let it dry overnight. Like... You know, if you're concerned about germs and if you have things out on the public airplanes, honestly, I kind of think airplanes are probably not as germy as most people think they are, but yeah. it's easy to wash stuff once you get where you're going. Yeah. This is all great. I, I hope that this episode has been really helpful to our listeners. And if we didn't say something that you know about or want to suggest, please share it with us. We, you, can, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can DM us. You can email us. But let us know what else you would add to this list. If you try something new or you travel somewhere, tell us about it. Yeah, at Woman Get In on all the platforms Miley just mentioned, we would love to hear what other tips and tricks you have because we consider ourselves ladies on the go and we want to know what you're up to. I like it, I like it, I like it. All right, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, of course. Or we'll talk in a couple of days. <laughs> all right. Love we you. Will. Love you too. Oh, did I cut you off? Yes, you did. <laughs> Let's try again. Love you. Love you too.